Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Let's have a chat with one of our favourites here on the Overnight Crowd. Uh, Jasper Chalopa from the Inner Sanctum joins us. G'day, Jasper. G'day, Peter. It's been a couple of weeks, unfortunately. We, we missed you. Uh, I missed you uh, last week, but we're back now, uh, regular, <laughs> regularly scheduled programming now. Yeah, windows just didn't quite line up, but uh, they're back in action. So uh, let's rip and tear through a couple of uh, questions. We'll start with the AFL, mate. And uh, I've got pretty much all of the overnight crowd, uh, sort of listener-based um, clubs ready to fire at you. We'll start with St Kilda. They've got a big year to come. Make or break type stuff with uh, some of the big names around. But some of those big names as well, looking to be in great shape. Early doors, Hanabury and Hill, uh, both making good ground in the preseason. Yeah, I think Hanbury was the interesting one. And, and you say that, you know, you have a very tentative eye on Dan Hanbury at this time of the year. You know, you want to be seeing him put this kind of stuff together in July, not in December. Yeah. Um, but, you know, hopefully he can get his, his body right because we know when he's on the field, you know, he's one of the most courageous and one of the best midfielders um, on his day. Hopefully he can, he can put it all together because St. Kilda, you know, they're kind of crying out for that kind of a guy um, in the midfield. They have... Brad Crouch, they have Jack Steele as well. Um, another one that I'm keeping close eye on will be Jay Gresham as well. He does, you know, him coming back in will be huge from his Achilles. Um, it's pretty easy to forget the the kind of player that he was building himself up to be. Uh, he's got that class and that forward half kind of innate ability um, cruising through the middle of the ground. So I think he's a good point of difference. I think Hanbury's a really important cog to what the Saints can do. Hopefully they can make their way back up the ladder in 2022. Um, it'll be interesting to watch because... They did have a lot of injuries last year, and we saw what they did in 2020. Um, so hopefully they kind of put it all together. <laughs> Brisbane Lions uh, fans are plenty on the overnight crowd. They weren't so happy with the Lions' draw for 2022. There's not enough Melbourne-based games for the uh, Melbourne-based uh, Brisbane Lions fans, but they must be wrapped with the news of Lockie Neal back at training and chopping it up. Yeah, they've done um, Fitzroy dirty, haven't they? Mm. And I, I've got a few Brisbane mates who aren't too thrilled about it either. We won't be seeing too much of the Lions down here. I think I've only got... Uh, four or five games or something. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, uh, lucky, lucky Neil, we saw what he did in his Brownlow year, obviously. But last year, that Finders Moses really knocked him down against the Blues when he suffered that one. Um, and this is the, the feeling around the lines has kind of shifted, I think. Um, from a couple of years ago, they seemed to be that inevitable kind of juggernaut with the best group, group mm. of youth um, youngsters coming through in the league. Now it's it's still a squad entering its prime, but there there are more questions than there have been um, coming into preseasons gone. So you know you're probably looking at guys like Dane Zorko and Daniel Rich and Mitch Robinson um, being managed throughout the preseason. Whereas uh, in in past years that wouldn't have been the case. Now now they've got some you know kind of older statesmen who uh, might be looking at a, a long you know kind of preseason for for their bodies. Port Adelaide and uh, that classic pre-season cliche is coming up, Jasper, but Zach Butters looking set for more time in the midfield next season? Yeah, he was one of the first ones to come up. Uh, he's tearing up the track, as they say. But <laughs> he is a big watch, I think. Yeah, Moving into the midfield, the kid, 
he's just one of the most unique players in the league to watch with his bash and crash kind of style mixed with that finesse and that forward half ability. He's probably a guy I do expect to kind of take the next step and become a legit star in the midfield. Um, I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on him, but I think he can, you know, just be one of the great players in the league. You know, at 20 years old, he was in the All-Australian squad a couple of years ago. Yeah, like you said, just can be anything, but uh, get it on the field going in the right direction and uh, we can talk <laughs> yeah. from there, I guess. Uh, the next one is about Essendon, and I guess it's more Essendon-related or adjacent, but uh, Dustin Fletcher's son, Mason, currently turning out for the Cincinnati Bearcats in the college football system. He's going to be joined by his younger brother, Max, who's joined Arkansas on a scholarship as well. Yeah, that's a really special story, and I think, um, you know, Mace is what he put together this year, he's, you know, one of the best punters um, in, in college football already, just as a freshman. So I think what the Bearcats were able to do combined with what he was able to do, he has a legit chance to, you know, make a make an NFL career out of himself in a few years' time. And then, obviously, you know, you've got his younger brother coming through as well. He shared a, a really emotional kind of text thread with his mum who was basically saying, uh, well, it, well, his dad, uh, Dustin, was basically saying, that you know he felt as proud as those the flags he won for the bombers yeah. for his son. It is it is that big a deal over um, in America on the college football scene, and there is so much money up for grabs if you you know can take that opportunity with both hands as he's been doing this year. If that pathway had been there, you know, back with uh, in Dustin's time, I mean, he's a four hundred game oh, NFL yeah. player. He's a legend, but he definitely could have made the crossover, couldn't he? <laughs> Absolutely, he's one of the greatest kicks I've ever seen. Uh, one of the best kicks the, the, the footballing world's ever seen. He definitely could have been a, yeah. an incredible punter in the NFL. Uh, to the Dockers, I'm not quite saying book the bus so that the lid is off, but Nat Fife saying he'll be ready <laughs> for round one, along with a heap of other injured talent returning. Oh, boy, I'm starting to get excited. Yeah, you would be as well. I'm looking forward to watching your boys as well. I love what's being built. Um, will we see it peak before the twilight years of Nat Fife? I'm not sure about that one, but... You know, they, they could be the team to make the jump into the eight. We always see one of them, you know, this year it was kind of the Sydney Swans who made that jump from outside the eight into, you know, well entrenched into the eight. Um, and I think Fremantle is a good a chance as any to, to do that this year. My big watch will be um, Will Brody, I reckon, Hita. He was the steak knife in that deal to fleece the sons of Matthew Johnson and <laughs> pick 19. But he's also the exact player that the Dockers need, I think, with Fife and Monday kind of yep. um, yeah, taking more time out of centre bounces. Uh, with Andy Brasher and Caleb Sarong kind of taking up that mantle. But I think Will Brody could be, you know, that big bash and crash kind of guy in there. And if he can get his body right, if he can put together some some good form in the preseason, I think he could be guy, a guy to really look out for. Yeah, a bit of grunt. I uh, like that from uh, Will Brody. Uh, <laughs> on to Collingwood and Brody Grundy is uh, looking hot, affronting the media, a couple of kilos lighter and ready to get back into his work for the Pies in 2022. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a big influx of youth, youth with Collingwood and probably more than any other team in the competition. Um, they probably come in as one of the youngest groups in the league now, but it also, they also have this incredible, you know, amount of star power that they haven't had on the park in recent years. There's a, you know, there's a big watch on how these guys go over the preseason. Uh, Jeremy Howe, uh, Darcy Moore, you know, Brody Grundy, like you said, and Taylor Adams as well through injury or form just, you know, probably haven't made a hit there. Straps um, the last couple of seasons, you know, they're a, they're a pretty good side with all of them fit and firing um, in their in their select positions. You know, they're in the top handful um, in the competition. And uh, you know, if you've got that top tier talent, then you know you don't need too many others to to become a good side in this competition. And I think um, a star ruckman like Brody Grundy is is absolutely vital for what the Pies are going to be trying to do next year. 
We'll move over to the NBL and uh, Mitch Creek's dunk over Matthew Dallavadova now being seen by more than 10 million people around the world. A please explain has gone around for the situation after it, but as far as a moment <laughs> in time stands, Jasper, wowee. Yeah, so uh, I had a front row view for that one at John Kane Arena. And oh, it's really? It's ingrained in my mind, yeah, watching him rise up and kind of look down at the rim and Delhi with that level of dismay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Creek's an incredible athlete, but... It's also just an incredible image. Not not great scenes after that one. I thought Mason Peatling probably took that a bit too far with his bump. Mm. Um, understand what he what he was going what he's going to do to protect his new teammate. Especially, you know, you don't want to be disrespected. Like I think Daly probably was to an extent with Mitch Creek standing over him and kind of beating his chest. But that's also what we love to see as fans. And I was yeah, I was a couple rows away from some Eston guys, uh, Marcus Bontempelli, Duffy Parrish. These kinds of guys were in the front row for the NBL and that's what you need for the league. You know, you, you yeah. bring that um, level of hype um, for, for the competition and they were off, you know, they were on their feet. Um, the whole arena was, everything was just uh, going a, a million miles um, a second as uh, Jack Higgins would say, but it was, it was pretty <laughs> awesome to, it's pretty awesome to watch that in, in person. Um, and then just the traction for the league, as yeah. you said, 10 million around the world. Um, I think that's absolutely vital for what the NBL is trying to do. Uh, there's two recent ex-NBA players going at each other with that level of kind of physicality and athleticism. I think it was an awesome spectacle. And, and Delhi in the press conference, um, I think, you know, a question got pitched to him about, you know, what, what you were thinking during that period of time if you felt disrespected. Um, he just, yeah, the most Delhi response you could ever imagine, not the first time I've been posted immediately, just moving on to what play I'm going to be running next. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, Delavadova to a T, isn't it? And like he would say, you know, I've been uh, posterized by bigger and better players than you, his son, you know, so he could get back on the chip <laughs> if he really wanted to. But yeah, I, I just, I can't believe that there's, you know, current NBA players also retweeting it, putting their, you know, comments on it as well. It just, you couldn't go any better for the league. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important to, to get this traction. You know, the NBL is just, you know, not, not on the peripherals yet of what the NBA um, looks at overseas, but it's climbing steadily. And if you get more traction in the States, then, you know, you're going to find that better and better players are joining the competition as we've seen this year. And um, it, it's become a, an incredible league to watch and, and to follow and to cover. Um, to start this year, the first two rounds of the season, you couldn't ask for much more. Wildcats going down in double overtime to the Bullets, uh, looking ahead to a long stretch on the road, but the imports, looking like the Wildcats will be right around the mark again this season. Yeah, and they've had injuries to deal with. They've had a new coach, um, a new system, all that kind of stuff with, with the team that's had you know quite a bit of roster turnover. So I'm not worried at all about what the Cats are putting out there. I was really impressed with what the Bullets were able to do. Um, Nathan Sobey, Lamar Patterson, that's an incredible one-two punch, but the best one-two punch in the league right now is Bryce Cotton and Vic Law. And I think Vic Law kind of got disregarded a little bit when he when he joined um, the Cats. But, you know, watching his, his last year, I thought before his injury, he was absolutely electric. And he hits threes as, as well as anyone in the league. Um, and I think he's just the perfect secondary option for, for what Bryce Cotton is as a player. Um, I'm also really impressed with what Scott Morrison has been able to do. Unfortunate name, but um, his, you know, his work as a, as a coach early on in the NBL, his understanding of how physical this league is, uh, his rotations to give Luke Travers an absolute superstar, you know, as much as he can handle at the forward slots. Um, and then just, you know, really smart coaching all round to, to be able to give Luke Travers a platform to shine. And hopefully he 
will be NBA NBA bound um, after this season. I fully expect he will be. The 36ers turning things around after that slow start following the Blitz win. Uh, a bit of a real work in progress, though, this squad, isn't it? Yeah, and for mine, I think they have their defensive identity kind of sorted out, but Dusty Hannes is going to be absolutely vital for them, and we saw him go off in their last match, but we know that uh, Humphreys and McCarron probably aren't the first options on an offense to, to lead a team to the playoffs um, in the NBL, but, and you know probably DJ can't do it all as well. Um, but what Hannes is able to do in his shot-making, um, it's going to be absolutely invaluable for this squad. They will definitely be pushing for a playoff spot this year. Their, their pre-season undefeated form wasn't sustainable, obviously, but I think there is like a really gritty defensive-minded squad here that's kind of found its identity. Um, it's happened after a couple games. It was an early, you know, kind of slow start to, to the early season, but um, I think if, if Dusty Hannes, he's, he's the guy for me, he, uh, if he can get it going, then you know, the Adelaide 36 is a, a genuine title shot. All right, we'll uh, keep our eyes on him. Uh, to the NBA, we uh, referred to it last night as the sort of Wheel of Fortune COVID situation in the NBA, but it has landed on the Bulls now. They've got some COVID woes with up to 10 players in health and safety protocols. So their matches versus the Pistons and Raptors have been postponed, but it feels like every team is going to go through this at some point this season, aren't they? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that this is, these are the first games of the season cancelled. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing it with the with the EPL as well now, you know, the Spurs, got hit by the COVID bug and now Man U Brentford's been called off um, tomorrow morning to start the new uh, match week. So, you know, it, it's happening around the around the competition, um, or sorry, around the world. And I wouldn't be surprised to see um, that kind of happen mm. in Australia next year. Um, once the borders are opened, um, you know, COVID zero is not a, not a possibility anymore. So I wouldn't be at all surprised to see um, some post movements and, and whatnot happen in leagues across Australia next year as well. But, uh, for for the Bulls, it's just a. I think this is just the best decision possible because this is a team fighting for playoff seeding. They know they're going to be a really good side and they're going to be there at the pointy end of the season. Just to, to have to call up guys out of the G League who haven't spent any time with the squad at all, um, and to put a team out on the court each night through that kind of situation and no fault of their own as well. Um, I don't think that's feasible for that NBA to go ahead because, like you said. Every single team's going to cop this. The Hornets are going through it right now. I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that we haven't had a postponement or two through that situation um, because we've had you know seven or eight you know legit rotation players missing um, during this kind of period of the last couple of weeks, including you know Lamelo Ball, Terry Rozier, these kinds of guys. So I think every team's going to go through it. I think the league will have to be really flexible. They've given themselves a decent window um, before the playoffs start to get these fixtures out of the way. We saw it last season as well. So. I think it's going to happen more and more often. They're going to get used to it. Um, we're going to become more accustomed to it as well. So, um, you know, the Bulls, you know, they caught a pretty bad time to get it yeah. because the the league hasn't gone through this situation um, this season before. So they probably played too many games before they actually got those postponements. Steph Curry continues his chase for Ray Allen's three-point made record. Uh, the more negative voices out there today saying it's starting to affect the team's play at the moment, though. What do you think? Yeah, I probably agree with that, but... Like you said, uh, the Mecca, Madison Square Garden against the Knicks, 11.30 a.m. tomorrow morning on KO, on ESPN, on League Pass. <laughs> Find a way to watch it if you can, because this is absolute history in the making, as he surpasses Ray Allen's three-point record. In close to half the amount of games that Ray played, um, what, what Steph has been able to do is just, you know, it's absurdly ridiculous. And he's got one to tie it, two to break it. So it'll happen in the, probably the first quarter. Um, tomorrow morning, uh, that's Australian Eastern Daylight Time. And, you know, I would be surprised to see once the weight is off the shoulders, like you said, Hita, 
um, he goes and puts 50 on the Knickerbockers because <laughs> I think it has weighed down the, the side a little bit. We saw, I think it was three games ago when he had like 16 to break the record and, you know, it was talk about him possibly yeah. being able to break the single game record and that one at the same time. And he shot, you know, he shot maybe all three before he hit one and you know, the team was looking for him out of the three-point line more than they usually do. They probably weren't playing their own brand of unselfish ball movement. Um, I think, you know, once he gets out of the way in the first quarter, they're going to be there. The old Warriors, um, and we're going to see Clay Thompson back soon as well. But uh, this is also kind of a, the place where his superstardom began, if you can cast yeah. your mind back yeah. to, I think, 2013 or something. He'd, uh, with his 50-piece in the garden on a pretty average Warriors team where he was making shots that no one in the league was considering <laughs> were even possible around then eight years ago. So uh, it's going to be pretty exciting to see him uh, do it all in the, on probably the biggest stage um, in the NBA. Literally what I've got written down in front of me, Jasper. Uh, <laughs> Madison Square Garden, arguably the biggest stage. Stamped his name on the competition with that 53-pointer a few years back. So we're going to uh, get all around it. Uh, hopefully tomorrow he gets past it. But, yeah, we just too needed to break it. I think it's coming up, isn't it? It definitely is. And, you know, it's, it's going to happen tomorrow. There's no way he doesn't put up 15-3 <laughs> to make sure he breaks it. Um, it's it's going to happen. So, yeah, if you want to see history tomorrow morning, it's going to be made um, and – Steph Curry is going to put another uh, kind of stamp his credentials for for a third MVP this season as well. Bit of a weird result day today. Uh, Celtics, Grizzlies, and Mavericks all beating up the uh, Bucks, 76ers, and Hornets respectively. I know the Hornets are going through a bit of a COVID dramas, but they've still been playing great. Yeah, no, these are tough ones um, that the Hornets have been losing. Uh, we, we've lost a few close ones, but this one was not close at all. We lost to. Um, <laughs> the Mavericks by about 70 points in preseason and it just looked like that all over again within the first five minutes we were down 15 to zero or something ridiculous we need Lamella back ASAP he is an unbelievable player and, and we're just missing him right now we need the ball handling we don't have a true point guard on the court at any period of time right now with no Ish Smith and no Lamella ball and the Mavs had no Luca as well so yeah. you know, that makes it worse on you know on the um, box score but they look like a pretty good team when they, when they don't have Luka Doncic on the court right now. Um, the, the ball just moves around a lot more. He has a lot of ice on, a lot of pick and roll at the top of the key, which you know isn't really the modern-day basketball brand. I think um, Paul Zingas is a guy that you can find in the low post and you can kind of move around him. You can pivot off that guy. Um, so I think the, the, the Mavs are, are looking all right. They'll, they'll, be able to, they'll be able to figure out their identity soon and, I think Luca might need to take a little bit more of a backseat than the hero that he has been over the you know the start of his career. Um, the the Sixers they lost Joel Embiid just prior to the tip, so that's probably not as much of a surprise. The Grizz look really good; they're almost better without John Morant yeah. <laughs> right now. I don't, I don't know how that's possible, but yeah. it's happening. Um, Jan Jackson Jr. Trey Jays he's a very special player, a bit of a unicorn, and um, I think, you know, it's no surprise that they're a good team again. They made the playoffs last year with, you know, one of the youngest teams in the league. So I don't think there's any reason to think that they got any worse. Um, and then the Celtics, they look a lot better with Jalen Brown, obviously, out there. Um, with him and Jason Tatum playing off each other, I think, yeah, they're a very dangerous team still. So the NFL, uh, your 49ers get the overtime W versus the Bengals. Uh, how are you feeling? Things turning around? <laughs> I was a nervous watching it. Really shouldn't have been this close in the first half. We looked all over them, but then I think they kind of figured out that they were. Well, we right now our cornerback situation is not good. You know, um, <laughs> we've got I think our third string cornerbacks um, playing right now because we've got injuries, we've got um, poor performances, and you know the rest of it, um, COVID situation as well. But you know, the, this is these are the worst cornerbacks in the league right now. And I think Jamal Chase kind of figured that out in the second half. He got on top of us there. Um, I think you know, Joe Burrow, he's a smart QB. He realized that safeties were 
really helping out the cornerbacks way too much and leaving the, the middle of the park wide open. So started finding his tight end. He started finding guys on flat routes and um, they, they really got the best of us in the second half. And thankfully uh, we have George Kittle because he's the best <laughs> tight end in the league right now. There's absolutely no mistake in that. Um, and he's like, he makes Jimmy G look good every single week. Um, he's, you know, the, the people's tight end and he's absolutely showing it right now. Uh, the Raiders uh, try to fire themselves up against the Chiefs, and it uh, backfires pretty spectacularly. <laughs> down halftime, thirty-five to three. You ever tried to? Uh, I, like I thought they would have learned. I thought they would have learned from um, Juju Smith-Schuster last year when he was dancing on everyone's logos um, in the NFL. His season didn't turn out too well, but I thought the Raiders would be better than this because they're coming up against a red-hot Kansas City Chiefs side who had mm. found their mojo. The Raiders had, you know, they'd lost five of their last six or something ridiculous. So. What are they actually doing doing that? I, I don't really, I can't really um, understand what was going on there. And, and rightfully so, the Chiefs put about 50 on them. <laughs> yeah, first play, um, a strip, uh, pick up and run it back for a uh, <laughs> overturn to touchdown. Pretty good start. Uh, before we let you go, Jasper, a second test prediction uh, gets underway on Thursday. It is the day-night test from Adelaide. Australia 1-0 up at the moment. Uh, do you think England can get back into the contest in this test match? Well, I'm hoping they put up a better fight because I, yeah. I enjoy watching all five days of a test match, yeah. um, not just three and a half. <laughs> but uh, I think, you know, Australia's kind of showing how dominant their bowling attack is right now. And Mitch Stark got um, a bit of hate from Shane Warne and a bit of denial as well about that first ball of the series. But, swing. Um, I think I think he's kind of reminded... <laughs> didn't swing, you're right. Uh, I think it... He kind of reminded everyone of how special he can be in Australia. Mm. Um, and Pat Cummins is the best... Uh, test bowler in the world right now and Josh Hazelwood's a big loss but you know we've got some incredible firepower to back him up and, and to come into this side who do you want to see come into this side Heather? Oh, definitely being a West Australian I'm on uh, Jai Richardson to uh, get into the yeah. team but I would be just as excited to see Michael Nessa finally uh, crack the duck and uh, get his baggy green yeah. as well yeah absolutely I think I'm I think Ness is probably the deserving one but I would love to see Jai Richardson get a gig. I think Mitch Marsh deserves a gig after what he's been oh doing tonight as God. well. Here. Oh my! <laughs> I, I was like, no, nah, he's too far away in that uh, second last over. But no, nah, he did it. He got there and just uh, stroking that white ball amazingly at the moment. Oh man, I, I reckon he could be stroking a, a red and a pink ball just yeah. as well right now. Get him given in. the opportunity. Hundred yeah, percent. Get him in, uh, Jasper. <laughs> thanks for the time once again, mate. So we'll continue to follow your work at the Inner Sanctum. Always a pleasure, Heater. Enjoy your night. Jasper Chalopa, the great man from the Inner Sanctum, joining us on the Overnight Crowd. You can get involved around any of the topics we're talking to Jasper about, 0433 98 11 16, or you can give us a call on the Overnight Crowd, 1300 736 736. It's Paul Heath in studio with you on the Overnight Crowd on SEN, and we'll be right back just after this break. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.